What's up, buddy? Welcome back to the AJ Bucon podcast. This is, I guess, the start of my third season. I have done a total of uh, 33 episodes. I'm just like generating on all cylinders here, tur- turning out the episodes. Um, but that's okay. You know, um, I think, you know, this is, this episode is kind of like about finding that balance and, you know, letting you know kind of what I've been through and, you know, just being okay with the way things have been going. So, yeah, I I have called this uh, episode Recovery 432. Um, It is just interesting how sometimes in life, you know, we talk about recovery and this isn't like, uh, you know, I have an addiction or anything like that. I don't want to make light of that, but um, this is kind of a recovery from life itself when things are going on. Sometimes you just need to take a break from what you normally do, um, from the daily grind, and kind of recharge your batteries. And so for me, um, last spring was my last episode that I had recorded, and that was actually actually coincided with uh, the conclusion of 31 years of teaching and learning. And... Um, I have to say, it's been a long, long time doing it. I know there are other people who have taught far longer than I have. And it's crazy that I'm actually, you know, teaching at a school with my um, my former chemistry teacher, Mr. Presbys. You know, I don't even know what to say about that. Um, not a big chemistry fan. I still have, you know, night tremors about learning the periodical um, table, but... Um, and how it works and the purpose of it. And I still really couldn't explain it to anyone, but it's just interesting that after, you know, 32 years, you know, I can look and say, wow, I have, um, I've kind of done the best that I can and really enjoyed myself and had some great moments. But, um, I have to say it's always, um, it's always been a challenge. Um, for me, you know, if anyone knows me teaching and is, not just like imparting knowledge, but also kind of growing yourself and learning different ways of communicating ideas, philosophies, um, learning strategies, and trying to trying to keep an entire group of students kind of moving in the same direction. It it does um, kind of take its wear and tear on you, and so uh, you know after 31 years, you know it's tough. And I, I think I, I'm pretty good at staying with the times. Um, kind of updating when I need to update and holding on to the past when I need to hold on to the past in terms of the things that I do in my classroom, um, knowing what works, what doesn't, making those changes. And it's kind of what my philosophy has always been. I've never been one to kind of pack everything up into neat folders and then pull them out each year and just kind of do the same thing over and over again. I think it's um, that would be tedious for me. And I think sometimes students can kind of tell you know through that. So um, I really have, you know, the past 31 years have built on um, what I have accomplished in the past. And um, I was really excited last year when I uh, completed my national board uh, renewal back in November. Um, this was my second renewal. So I have entered my third decade of being a nationally board certified teacher and I'm quite proud of that. Um, it's been an incredible philosophy um, to kind of you know 
buy into and, and to kind of you know guide what I do within my classroom um, it takes a lot of energy a lot of dedication to kind of stay updated and kind of be able to focus on you know keeping my classroom student-centered uh, while preparing them for uh, the future uh, but anyhow you know I make no bones about it um, I did the, the, the personality test before and I am um, definitely an introvert um, you know there's introverts and extroverts before people start saying oh wait a minute AJ you are not a shy person or anything like that and I said it my thing is like introverts it doesn't necessarily mean that you're shy it, what that mean you know I meant you could be a shy person as an introvert but you don't have to be an introvert is someone who needs to recharge his or her batteries who doesn't get energy from other people okay that when you're engaged with other people like as a teacher I think I'm pretty good at engaging with my students with other people but it takes a lot out of me um, and I need that that time to myself to kind of die down or not die down wind down kind of recharge my my batteries so to speak um, you know so last year it was, it was a great year it was the I think it was the first year since um, you know the since COVID came along where we had like a full year of school we didn't have to do any um, uh, online uh, learning or distance learning or anything like that you know we started off the year mass but eventually we ended up uh, being able to drop them and you know things really started to turn the corner uh, kind of post COVID and you know life got a little bit better and it, it kind of um, you know reinvigorated me and the students a little bit so it was a really exciting year last year um, but having said that you know with excitement in the school year is a great thing and it's wonderful um, to have as a teacher but it's also really challenging for me particularly as an introvert because I need that time to to wind down um, so end of last year we, you know, we were doing our presentations at the end of last year they were going really well and then um, my mom got sick and she had to go in the hospital for a few days she's doing much better now but you know my life was um, divided between like kind of doing what I have to do in school and making sure I was at the hospital with her and kind of running back and forth and doing both and um, I if you know me I am obsessed with control I want to make sure things are controlled so I don't have any kind of um, unexpected things going on in my life and that was not a good time for me I was really emotionally drained uh, when you're emotionally drained you're stressed out it takes a toll on your body and I was just physically you know aching and sore and tired and I really needed time to uh, recover and that's what you know this whole you know the whole summer was for me I took a lot of time off I didn't do as much writing I I, I did no podcasts um, you know the only I, I did a little bit of creative stuff but I you know I read like one book I don't I'll talk about that maybe on a future podcast but it was just weird for me I, I it was just a time to you know kind of think about where I'm going because you know as I as I enter you know I just finished year 31 and I I was kind of thinking about like how much longer I really wanted to do this and um, you know yeah I, I was just so tired I was like I don't know if I can continue doing this and so it just got me thinking about how I could recover 
for year 32. That's why I call this episode Recovery for 32. Um, as I was going through this, and I always kind of like, I do like to kind of be patient with finding messages and things around me because I, I think that uh, God sometimes lets us know um, his thoughts and gives us guidance, provides us with you know the answers to the the questions that we are sometimes asking ourselves during times when we least expect it. Uh, so anyhow, this was I think it was about two weeks ago. The school was just kind of getting underway. We we're getting going back into school uh, and everything. And I, I was just kind of scrolling along the internet. I don't know if I was on Twitter or what I was. And this article popped up about um, a a show on it's like you know TMZ. If you're familiar with that, it's kind of a um, social media um, show that it, it talks, it kind of follows celebrities and it's, you know, it's notorious for, you know, somewhat, you know, being gossipy and talking about people, et cetera, et cetera. And if you're into that, it's great. But um, they had this, ep- there was a review about this episode about um, Richard Simmons. Uh, it was a TMZ special that was on Fox Television, I, and I was like, "Oh, I hope it's still on there." I read this article about it, and it, they said it was really insightful. Um, was it kind of went behind the uh, the person? So let me tell you, if you don't know who Richard Simmons is, he is a flamboyant um, exercise guru um, from back in the. I think it was the early '80s uh, when there was this whole fitness craze that you know the. He had the dance, sweating with the oldies, did the VHS videos that people had. Um, that he, had, I remember ordering these cards for mom that had um, like these diet things on it, and everyone was getting these cards that told you, you know, eat this, you know, what's on this card with whatever is on this card, and then so you took the cards and each of them. I think they, if I remember right, they all had different colors and stuff on it. And he was just so into making sure that people lived. Um, happy and healthy lives because I and I you know to kind of talk a little bit about it his uh, and this was from the TMZ special um, it shared like how he was when he was younger and he was in high school and uh, grade school he was really overweight and he was bullied quite a bit for it um, and it was really depressing to him and he went through his bouts of depression and um, he had, in the show, talked about how he had problems with his knees, um, you know, losing weight. Um, he couldn't exercise the way he wanted to, and it was just really difficult. And he talked about how he went through, like, he, I think for, I think he said for like three months, all he ate was um, lettuce and like salads and drank water. And, you know, we all know that that's not. A good thing to be doing. There are there aren't any nutrients in that, and you know he went through anorexia, and bulimia, and he really did some damage to his body that way. And so he wanted to, you know, <clears throat> try to find a way to help other people that were going through the same thing that were, you know, suffering from weight issues, self-esteem issues, depression, and he was really a motivational person, really high energy, flamboyant. Um, always wore these shorts and these exercise shorts and tops, really flamboyant, appeared on all these um, different news programs and entertainment programs. And was really like uh, uh, 
a celebrity guru, so to speak, kind of in the, but in the exercise world. And he created his own exercise studios all over across the country, multi-million dollar uh, empire. But what was really interesting is that the show itself um, kind of got into and told his story about what it was like for him when he was doing all of this. And they had interviews with him and interviews, but not past interviews with him and interviews with current interviews with people who know him because apparently from what from what I what they talk about there and I had even forgotten about it he has not been seen since 2014 that in the year 2014 he did one last interview and it was kind of on the street and he was just talking and he wasn't his normal flamboyant self and it was almost like this goodbye interview um it was like his last one and people were saying that he was dead um but no one wanted to talk about it. People were saying that his he had a uh, a Mexican housekeeper that was somehow holding him hostage in his home. Uh, so much so that people were like calling the police saying you need to check on him because they were saying that she was controlling him and controlling his empire and um, this all kinds of like stories because that's what happens when you you know you watch different shows on television, you follow things on Twitter on social media. People gossip. They want to know about your their lives particularly if you're in the in the public eye and they want to know all the dirt and everything that's going on. So the level of gossip became, you know, all these different stories. So the whole TMZ episode was about is about um, what they think happened with him and the conclusions that they've come to and the information that he has released about himself. And he, again, hasn't been seen since 2014. It's over eight years ago. Um, and apparently, you know, what had happened was um, he is, he had always had problems with his knees and he was losing the ability, you know, around 60 or so, 60, I think, or 65 to actually walk. And he was, they were telling him he had to have surgery and he was worried about what his image would be like and how people would see him not being the exciting, the motivating person, the, the high energy person, the, the person that could talk to people who were depressed or who were having challenges with their weights and give them some hope that because he did it, um, they could do it too. And, it's, you know, that was the kind of relationship that he had with the people um, who were following him. And um, that was part of the reason, but was also the other reason was that he was um, a really serious, um, recluse, um, extremely introverted in the sense of when he would go out in public, he was so high energy and he became so involved with everyone's lives that, uh, needed help, uh, losing weight that were suffering from depression. He was getting all kinds of mail all the time. And he always answered all the mail. If he saw someone on the street or he talked to someone or if he had a session, an exercise session in one of his studios, he was there all the time and he made a point to talk to everyone. And so like from the time he entered those circumstances to the time he left, he was always on, always trying to help people. And he was really, um, my friend, my, my best friend, Jody, uh, always talks about like people being empathic and being able to have like these connections and feeling what other people are feeling and the show actually talk and he actually mentions that in different uh interviews that he has done in the past how like he carries 
everyone's story with him when people share like how challenging life has been or what's been going on in their lives and, and the troubles they've been having and they seek him for information they put it on his shoulders and he kind of carries it with him and the effect on that um, took its toll on his body as well and he just could not do it anymore and what he decided and what the the way that they present is kind of interesting but the conclusion that was presented was that number one he he couldn't physically do what he wanted to do anymore okay and number two he couldn't emotionally do it anymore and so rather than have people see him in that situation or to slowly kind of leave the spotlight he just left when he was kind of at the top of where he was and like where so that people would remember him for who he was at the time that he did not want to, people to see him like walking around on a cane or with crutches or in a wheelchair he didn't want people to see him as he grew older he wanted people to remember him as he was a lot of people would say that hey that's kind of a vain way of looking at life and I, I, I'm not so sure that um, I disagree with that but I do kind of understand like you know as it got me thinking about what my life as a teacher is and you know I've been doing it for 31 years and going into my 32nd year you know I'll be honest with you I'm just really I'm just kind of tired and it's it's not easy it's teaching was never easy let me get that straight but it's not as easy for me to do it physically and emotionally as it used to be it doesn't mean that I dislike it it just means that it's more difficult for me because I have different things going on in my life um, it's harder to become emotionally invested and you know I, I guess what I had to consider is like you know and this is for anyone who's a teacher or, or anyone who is you know in a current job and you know you have to at, you eventually start asking yourself like how long do I continue doing this if it's if it's the joy that I take from it is no longer there or you see it slowly disappearing if that makes any sense like like what you love to do is taking its toll on you physically and emotionally and you you know and it's all really about finding that balance and whether you know how long you want to continue doing that because is it do you want to like hate something before you leave it um, or do you want to continue enjoying it for you know as long as you can um, I don't know if that makes any sense but that's kind of how I was looking at it and I, so as I watched it kind of I don't know it's kind of like my philosophy you know right now for you know the beginning of this uh, year 32 so went back to school I, I tore apart I, last year when the school year was over mom was in the hospital I was like going back and forth from school and teach my my juniors and going to the hospital and you know I didn't even it was just so I, I felt like this kind of like this thing of guilt in terms of like what train how last year ended because like normally you know I, I'm going to baccalaureate I'm able to go to you know graduation um, I like to take the time to you know to go to graduation parties but it's you know at that time I was just so physically worn out and so emotionally drained I just couldn't do it and it, I wasn't I don't feel as if I was physically capable of doing it and so I just didn't and I felt like I kind of disappeared there and it was odd because it like last year 
you know, at the end of the, my 31st year, I really didn't have that closure that I wanted. And so when I went back to school when hardly anyone was there, I was so tired. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to clean up this room and get out of here because I just want my summer to start. And I ended up just jamming stuff into closets and into drawers and like saying, I'll just get this in the fall. And I needed to do that at the time, but I regret doing that when I came back and like Betsy, the, you know, my friend down the hall, a cohort there, she came down. She's like, oh, my gosh, are you doing this again? Don't you do that every spring? I was like, Betsy, I wasn't even here hardly at all last spring. I stuffed everything in there. But what I do is I just took everything out. I had it spread out on every table. It felt like I was just, like, tearing apart my life and just putting stuff here and shit here and stuff there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I am never going to be ready for school. And so it was just, it was cathartic. I went to school and I spent like the first two days just sweating in my room, cleaning up this mess and pitching old stuff that I knew that, that wouldn't work and kind of saving stuff that I wanted to work and da, 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 da. I was just dealing with all this mess and I was getting my room ready, getting ready for the class and you know I was determined to find, kind of find that balance. I took like all these books off the bookshelf that I always had you know, just stuff there and kind of cleared everything out so I just everything would be like a clear plate you know what I mean so it's somewhat you know it clears my mind and if you're out there you may know what I'm talking about that sometimes when you're you're so caught up in your world and you're just trying to do things to clean and organize and it kind of puts everything into uh, some type of perspective and that's what I did uh, I cleaned up the room Got everything organized the way that I wanted to. Got rid of stuff that I haven't used in like seven or eight years. Like, what the hell am I keeping all this for? I'm never going to use it. I just wanted to keep the stuff that works and kind of move on and, you know, find some other stuff that kind of keeps you going. And isn't that kind of what life is about? Like, finding that balance. You keep what works, you know, kind of jettison the stuff that the attitudes and the the stuff that you that don't seem to work for you and kind of find that balance. So that's what I'm trying to do right now. Year 32. Uh, I want to enjoy this year. I got um, a great group of students. They were like a real important reason. I, I wanted to make sure I came back this year because they were a great. The junior two junior classes that I had last year were really great. Um, particularly at the end of the year, we had a really such a good time and great, some great experiences. And it's like, I, I, you know, I just want to make sure I'm here for their senior year. And I'm just taking things like one year at a time. And isn't that all we can do? Like we, you know, it's easy to say that, but it's harder to do. And, you know, to take one day at a time and say, I just want to get through this day and live each day to the best of my ability. I want to enjoy my career my job, whatever it may be, but I don't want my job, my career to um, envelop the rest of my life. I want to have a life outside of that. I want to find that balance. So I am trying to exercise more, uh, taking off a few pounds over the summer. I'm trying to eat a little bit better, drink more water, just do the right thing, kind of get back into reading a little bit more, stop making excuses for not doing things, but just kind of find that balance where I'm like, you know, if I don't get this done, I don't get it done at school. Boom. If I don't finish this at work, there's always tomorrow. If I don't finish something at home, I can always pick up on it tomorrow. The world's not going to end if I don't 
if I lose a little bit of that control that I have. So yeah, it's just about finding that balance. So that's what my goal is. That was that took me like three months over the summer um, to figure out. You know, go figure. So anyhow, that's where it is. So I appreciate everyone's patience as I'm kind of doing through this, and who knows what the future holds. But I did do some kind of creative stuff over the summer. I finally. And this is kind of this is kind of like a sales pitch, but I just want to tell you what I've been doing. I've been I'm real big on creating things and doing things just like, you know, sometimes when you got to clean up stuff just to make it make everything work better. I also like creating things that I need to have my energy geared towards something. And so over the summer, I was really working on getting uh, my Etsy store. Uh, you know, it's called 500 Mile Corner Store. You can go to Etsy and type it in 500 Mile Corner Store. Um, or you can just Google it and you can find it and it's easy to find. Uh, I'll actually put the link in the description here if you want to take a look at it. But I spent the summer kind of designing, like taking things that I did that I wrote about on my blog, different themes from my books, making out these like cool shirt designs and kind of creating some stuff that I was like, this just looks really cool and kind of designing my shop. It was really weird. I didn't think I would get into something like that, but it was just, I kept ordering all these trial shirts just to see like what fabric was the best one, you know, which one that I like. And it took me months to kind of figure it out. And it took me time to like keep revising and changing. And I came up with some pretty cool designs and I'm really excited about it. And um, I actually had the Etsy store last year. And one of the things that I, I was doing was, and I, it's not that I need money or anything like that, but what I was doing with the, with the store was taking like proceeds from, you know, whatever I make from the shirts and using those for my um, Live a Great Storyboard that I have in the back of my classroom. It's, I, I don't know if I've talked about that before, it's just a big promotional thing that I found online a couple of years ago called Live a Great Story. And I have a big black flag in the back of the room and I have picture. And what I do with the seniors is it's like kind of a theme that we have throughout the year that like our story is our story and we can kind of look at the story and write it the way that we want to and make the chapters you know end the way that we want to and move on from one point to the next so that instead of like looking at our lives and saying we don't have control over them we can say all these things make us who we are all these different events that happen in our lives so I kind of keep track of we take pictures throughout the year like different events activities we kind of throw them up there and we have this big on the whiteboard in the back of the room it's just filled with pictures and that always takes money and stuff to print those and I just usually just get those out of my you know my my pocket change from my you know seven figure salary that I make <laughs> teaching I don't make seven figures I'm not even close to that so I don't want to talk about that but anyhow I do it because I love teaching and I love having stuff like that I love being creative and I love trying to get get my students to kind of think about their lives like that and to be excited about coming into my room. So anyhow, the proceeds from the shirts and the, the clothing I'm putting towards like helping with that board and kind of so I can get these pictures and get stuff for that. So what I did is I have some new shirt designs, all these cool things up there. And I worked on that, created like marketing stuff. It's just, I don't, I'm not big on that, but it's kind of fun to do that. And so I put that all together. And so what I'm doing is uh, throughout the month of September, I'm having like a clothing sale, if that makes any sense. 
all the clothing in there is uh, 20% off. Okay, you got to pay for shipping and stuff like that. But um, they're all things that I designed. I have someone else that prints them for me. Uh, you know, so you order them and they go straight to the printer and then the printer sends them to you. That's called uh, drop shipping, which is kind of cool. So I've learned how to make spreadsheets and kind of price things. And I, I can't believe I'm doing it. So that's what I'm saying. Like the summer, it was recovery, but it was also learning something new and having some fun with it. So anyhow, all these shirts are on there. I got like three different shirts. I got a couple shirts from my from my blogs, uh, from my book. I have a What's Up Buddy t-shirt on there, different colors, designs. I think it looks really cool and I'm really excited about it. So what I did is I'm doing like a September marketing campaign. Everything is 20% off. All the clothes are 20% off. And I, I created my first promo code. I've never done anything like this. The promo code that you put in is sept that's s-e-p-t 20 so like september revision 20 and all the clothing is 20 percent off which is kind of cool so anyhow if you have a chance take a look at it like something lets me know that people are looking at it um you know that's where we get our self-esteem when we create things and like people look at it sometimes that you know makes you feel better I still like creating things just for the sake of creating because it gives me self-satisfaction, but it's kind of cool when other people like something that you've done. So I'm not going to deny that. You know, I don't want people to hate what I've done or not look at it. Anyhow, so it's 500 mile corner store. Got a lot of stuff in there. You can get auto. I can now sell autographed copies of my book. Uh, both of my books uh, from that have them sent to you. I'm working on getting other stuff in there so you can check that out. If you want to check out some copies of my book um there's some samples on uh, amazon um you can always go on there uh, my first book is my corner of the world it's about my first year teaching at central uh catholic high school like 11 years ago 11 years ago uh, and then Sunday mornings with coffee is kind of a collection of blogs uh, that I have. But you can check out my blog, uh, Time and Space, at ajbucon.com for any of these things. And, you know, it's all out there for you. Um, I'm excited about this new season, so to speak. This is starting off with episode 34. My ultimate goal is to maybe one day get to 100 episodes like, you know, like the guys at the juice box podcast that my inspiration for doing this um i'm gonna get there one day it probably won't be it's definitely not going to be in the amount of time it took them to get there because they are like like a, a podcast factory over there they turn it out every week so i don't know i can do that i, I tried but phew, i'm doing the best that i can and i'm okay with that but anyhow um, hopefully one day I'll get to that, but if not, I'm just going to enjoy the journey. I'm going to get the podcast out, try to get it out every Wednesday or so. So if you want to take a look at, uh, the books, you want to take a look at the website, I encourage you to do that. In the meantime, make sure that you take good care of yourself because, you know, it is your life. Um, it's difficult to find that balance, particularly when, you know, you have, um, challenges at your work challenges in your personal life and it, life does not become any easier if you do not take care of yourself okay i've learned that lesson very um sometimes the hard ways like if you don't take care of yourself 
it's hard to really take care of those that you love and you care about as well. So you got to give time to yourself. You got to take time to recover. You got to keep moving. Just keep moving. That's what we're got to do. And let's be kind to one another. And, you know, just take care, take care of one another. All right. Thank you very much. And I will talk to you later. Thanks for listening.